Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday, TGIF. Just remember, it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, which is, in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a voice and a sounding board for business leaders and their trusted advisors, helping add some color where I can to the world of SMBs. These days, one of my favorite things to do is offer what is left of my marbles and my voice to a live weekly show where I interview SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Today, Friday the 13th, I couldn't find my uh, old creepy hockey mask, so I have a nice Jason background here for those watching. Uh, Speaking of watching, I hope everyone had a chance to check out the Field of Dreams baseball game last night. Took place in Iowa between the Yankees and the White Sox. Most of you guys know how much I like movies. Very cool to watch a game like that, played in the vintage uniforms and everything. Even though the Yankees were not victorious, which my special guest today was probably very excited about since he's a Boston Red Sox fan, nobody's perfect, Uh, in my travels, I've noticed that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we are all so anxious, myself included, to get that weekend started. The crucial pearls of wisdom we come across, they're overlooked, they're swept under the rug. We start out with our fun weekend activities, which I tend to have a lot of this weekend, and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their trusted advisors. Coincidentally, my last name means free in German, so a little bit of deeper meaning here, people, not just to play on words. My shades are on. It's almost the weekend. The time has come. Let's do this thing. Today's show is the litigation warrior. Over the past few decades, and especially the last few years, the business world has changed immensely. No longer a world of handshakes and trusting that people will stay true to their word. Instead, the corporate agreements and business dealings are increasingly complex and nuanced. Without an attorney who understands the legal ramifications of your decisions, you can easily make a mistake that cripples your earnings, growth potential, and your SMB in general. You need the right counsel in your corner. And who better than someone who has actually had experience in the boxing promotion world? Whether you need support with a legally complex contract dispute or to elevate your business to the next level, you can depend on my special guest and his team to ensure that your answers are complete, well-developed, and future-oriented. As boxer Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. When you get punched in the mouth, you're going to want to talk to my special guest and his team. Have you guys ever heard the talk is cheap? While we're on talkradio.myc, we don't want it to just be talk. Let's use the insight we get on the business landscape today, take it, and create some more impact come Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs, they're focused on the product, the new tech, the new app, the shiny new mousetrap that's going to solve all their problems. One very consistent thing I've seen out there is products change every single day in every other facet of our lives, personal and business. There is no substitute for having the right people around you. Surround yourself with the right people. Keep a focus on the right process that's going to help you achieve your goals. You do that. The right products will be there when you need them. I promise you, people, everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, we have with me here today none other than Zachary Margulies, partner at the Margulies Law Group and legal advisor to Warriors Boxing and Promotions, LLC. So Zach... 
is a native of Broward County, currently resides in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, he practices commercial and civil litigation and family law, also concentrates in the areas of contract and transactional law in the business and the sports entertainment fields. He's drafted numerous agreements for professional boxing events, promoters, agents, boxers, and other professional a- athletes, has also handled agreements and disputes for various businesses, small and large, licensed attorney in both New York, Massachusetts, as well as in Florida, Mr. Margulies is able to handle various litigation matters in all of these states, including complex multi-state litigation. Mr. Margulies received his bachelor's degree in political science from Washington and Jefferson College in Washington, Pennsylvania, and his JD from Suffolk University School of Law in Boston. During his years in Washington and Jefferson College, Zach was a member of the college's baseball team which appeared in two NCAA tournaments during that year, uh, was and still is a member of the Phi Delta Theta fraternity. Being a former college baseball player, Zach has also recently become active in protecting the legal rights and interests of pro ball players in the United States and elsewhere, focusing in the areas of age and identity disputes around Major League Baseball. Zach is compassionate and hardworking. He will put his best foot forward in assisting and battling for his clients' rights and advancing their legal positions. He is the best person that I could think of to chat with today. As far as being a litigation warrior, he's the man. As always, we'll discuss my favorite three questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? Who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? In this corner, weighing in from South Florida, we have the litigation warrior himself, Zach Margulies. Ding, ding. Welcome to Always Friday. Great to have you here. Thanks. I appreciate it. Dude, I got to hear your founder's journey because it's not every day that you hear of just a, 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 an attorney who has experience in the boxing promotion world. How did you get to this point? Well, uh, first of all, Steve, uh, uh, go Red Sox. So, <laughs> um, but second off, uh, I want to thank you for uh, wel- for the welcoming introduction, and I'm really grateful to spend time with you on the show here today. Um, we've already had some great discussions, so I'm excited to be here and uh, continue the conversation. Um, so how I got here. Um, so I was born and raised in, in the South Florida area uh, in a town called Western Florida. And uh, other than going to school, uh, my life really revolved around two things, uh, baseball and professional boxing. Uh, my father has been a, a lawyer and promoter in the professional boxing industry for over 30 years and uh, is still the president of his company, Warriors Boxing. Um I also consistently played competitive baseball uh, from a very young age, all the way up until I graduated college in 2012. So needless to say, uh, when I wasn't in school, I was playing baseball religiously. And when I wasn't playing baseball, I was either hanging out with friends uh, or going to the professional boxing events with my father. So um, being an athlete um, and also hanging out in the world of boxing is really what kind of fed my desire to be a lawyer in the business world, um, as well as the sports and entertainment industry. Um, so for college, as you previously mentioned, uh, I attended Washington and Jefferson College in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, uh, where I double majored actually in um, political science and uh, international relationship, uh, international relations. Um, and after I graduated, um, I, I decided to take a year off and then apply to law school. Uh, luckily enough, um, I was accepted to Suffolk University in Boston, Massachusetts, uh, which is basically a uh, second home to me now. Uh, where I graduated in 2016. Um, I was really, it was really um, during law school uh, that I decided uh, I wanted to build a multi-state law firm uh, with my family name as a, as a, back, as a backdrop. 
Um, after I graduated Suffolk, um, you know, I, I, I spent around two and a half to three years studying to obtain my licenses. And uh, yeah, so now I'm proud to say uh, I stand here today having obtained law licenses in, in all of the state and federal courts um, of Florida, New York, and Massachusetts. Um, lately, I've also been uh, pretty much building and expanding my, my law practice throughout these geographic areas since 2017. Uh, so my primary focus today uh, is in business law, business transactions, and litigation. Um, but I've also represented, uh, as you previously stated, uh, various professional boxers, uh, managers, and promoters in the boxing industry alongside my father. Um, and I'm actively the legal advisor for the company. Um, in addition to that, um, the business side of my law firm, while primarily focused on in-house work um, for businesses and litigation, um, has begun to have an uptick in the specialized area. And uh, actually one of the more controversial topics of today uh, data privacy and cyber resiliency. So I'm getting really involved with businesses, um, inv uh, advising them at a different level. Um, so it's been fun. It's been a fun ride and um, looking to see what the future holds um, in the expansion of my practice. And again, I appreciate, appreciate you for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure, my man. So you have like really crazy East Coast coverage. You have New England, you have the New York area, you got the Florida area, which is, you know, basically like the sixth borough down there. But it, that's that's a pretty big footprint, and you're admitted in federal court for all three states. So when it gets into these multi-jurisdictional, multi-state types of matters, you can really sit on all of it for amongst those three states, couldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, a good example is, um, you know, currently I'm representing, you know, a Mexican restaurant in, in the Boston area, uh, and there there was an unpaid wages dispute. Um, you know, the the event uh, lawsuit started in state court um, and now uh, ended up in federal court um, because there are federal laws for unpaid wages. Um, so in a case like that, where it starts, you know, in the local courts um, and there's some federal statute involved and the uh, and the case has to, you know, has to get removed to federal court. Um, you know, it's really important that the person that's invited advising the business from the legal side when the case begins is able to go into federal court um, and represent them in the other tribunal. Um, some lawyers don't have that luxury, so I'm, I'm pretty grateful that I've been able to uh, obtain the licenses in both places so I can kind of continue on in a case with a business. Yeah, there, there's no there's no doubt about it. My, my wife's an attorney as well, so I uh, I, I feel like a, a little bit of an outsider in the profession, but I've I've heard so much associated with it over the years that, you know, it's, I'm, I'm like part of the family, guilt by association, you know, but before we head to our first break, I wanted to just chat with you a little bit about just some experiences that I've had. I've always been more of a guideline type of guy than a rules and law type, but there's there's no there, there's no doubt that the law helps to keep things consistent. And you wouldn't necessarily think think that if you look in on certain legal proceedings sometimes, but it's definitely true. You know, again, my wife's an attorney, many friends are attorneys, while some of them are general practitioners. It is more common to see folks specializing in particular areas. And I love that you're focused on the business world because to be a small, medium-sized business owner, to be an entrepreneur these days is not an easy feat, especially with you know the whole COVID situation that's gone on. It takes a, you know, a certain degree of of crazy and risk tolerance and and you know, passion to get out there. And by translation, being a trusted advisor to said small, medium-sized businesses, 
you need to have a lot of that equal passion. And there's no doubt that you do around around the, the areas of law that you're specializing in. And the the whole story with the boxing promotion is such a cool differentiator. It's just, it's so much fun to me to talk about it. Is you have somebody who will literally get into the ring in the courtroom on your behalf and just you know, throw punches left and right. But, you know, also we met through the networking group, TNG, an organization that's founded by our mutual friend, Michael Goldberg. And he owns a company and has written a book called Knockout Networking. Someone else who loves the world of boxing and the many analogies that are brought to the table by the sport and, and for other aspects of life. But uh, to share a couple of tidbits from his book real quick, chapter two he, in his book kicks off saying the first rule is not to lose. The second rule is not to forget the first rule. And Warren Buffett said that. I, I think that's very translatable for you in the courtroom. But he, he wrote, I've always been intrigued by the concept of rules. There are those who follow the rules and those who break them. Rules of the road, rules of engagement, a rule of thumb, slide rule, rule of inference, hard and fast rules. Rules separate right from wrong in all aspects of politics, health, business, ethics, economics, law, all this stuff. Sports, medicine, even sports medicine. There are rules for how we use rules, and we all know that the rules are meant to be broken. So we're going to take a little break, but we're gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about when said rules are broken – who do you call? And that is the litigation warrior, Zach Margulies at the Margulies Law Group. Stay with us. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m. So tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's me. It's Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Zach Margulies, partner at the Margulies Law Group, legal advisor to Warriors uh, Boxing and Promotions, LLC. Zach, just to continue what I, the diatribe I was on right before the break with you, uh, our buddy Michael Goldberg, uh, who owns Knockout Networking, wrote a book, Knockout Networking. He, he goes on to say in his book, it seems that all public pools have the same rules. This hits home with me. My brother-in-law just closed on a new house that has a community pool. No running, no jumping, no splashing, no food or beverages, no diving in the shallow end, no swimming, no fun. You know the routine. There's always a rule saying that horseplay isn't allowed. Don't even know what horseplay is, but whatever it is, you can't do it. The rules are in accordance with the Department of State Division of Code Enforcement and Administration, so they have to exist both for safety and liability reasons. But as we were previously discussing... Rules are meant to be broken. They get broken. So we're going to talk about in this part of the show here, the method behind the madness, the science behind what you do. What do you do? How do you do it? How do you go to market for it? Lay it on us, man. Tell us about being a litigation warrior. Well, from a from a more basic perspective, you know, what I am is a, is a business lawyer and advisor who is all, also has experience in the courtroom um, as both a litigator and a trial lawyer. Um, so, you know, many people will try to define litigation as, you know, being in the actual court courtroom, but most of litigation happens actually outside of the courtroom um, with discovery matters, um, including, you know, collecting and producing documents, depositions and uh, battling it out with other attorneys in motion practice. However, you know, trial is at the end of the road. So when parties can't come to, you know, trial happens at the end of all of that when the parties can't come to a resolution after mediation. Um, so as an advisor, most of what I'm doing um, is helping businesses with creative solutions to their legal matters, whether it be with their agreements, um, uh, you know, as, as an advisor, like not as a trial lawyer where I'm working with businesses, I'm, I'm basically helping them with creative solutions, whether it be, you know, with their agreements, operational functions, compliance, and other business strategies to help them um, have the proper legal systems in place to succeed at a high level. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, from, from you know, litigation, first I want to say as a litigator, um, you know, litigation is a 24-7 type of role, and it's not for everybody. Um, but the ones who do it are able to have some gratitude in their work um, because they're doing what most lawyers don't want to go near in terms of putting in the groundwork to get the best result uh, for their client. When you were talking about, um, you know, uh, losing, winning and losing. Um, sometimes in litigation, you, you, you have to do what you can to get the best result for the client. And sometimes you're not really winning, but you're trying to get the most favorable result. Um, you know, I've had clients that have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in litigation fees and gotten to a resolution to get them out of a situation. And technically you, you know, between you and I, we'd say, Hey, they won, they got out of the situation, but at the end of the day, they're the one stuck with the bill. And they're the one that, that had been spending money for three years before um, we were able to resolve, you know, a, a long journey for them and, and kind of help them move on with their life. Um, right. Yeah, you know, no, I'm with you on, I'm with you on that thought where it's not necessarily winning. It's about losing less. And there's a lot right. of businesses that have had to contend with that, especially in the midst of the, in the wake of the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, from, but, you know, from, to, to go back to more, you know, your question, um, from a strategy perspective, um, and a business and litigation standpoint, um, I always personally look at a business or a case, no matter the legal matter from a holistic view, you know, if it's a case 
um, and I'm sitting down with a client, I look at the entire history of the pleadings and uh, in the core file from the very beginning. And I spent a lot of time on the phone with the client to get a feel, um, not only from the, you know, for the strategy that we intend to use to move forward in the case, but just from the emotional side of it for them. Sometimes it's more personal. Um, sometimes it's a lot more about making a statement on behalf of their business um, or even just overcoming the case uh, to start from a, a clean state, a clean slate. Um, on the other hand, um, if it's a business matter, you know, I look at the entire operation of the business, you know, such as how are they organized from a structural level? Um, how do they operate financially? Um, you know, do I need to suggest that they go to somebody to work with the taxes or an accountant? Um, how are they able to comply with law in their operations? And even how do they go to market? You know, what, what they're doing. And, and if I have any um, creative suggestions based on what I know to help them um, succeed as a business um, after they come they come to me for for legal advice. Um, so, I, you know, really, I'm a lot of times I'm working with companies over a wide range of injury, industries. So I'm working on learning their industry as I'm thinking about the types of strategies we're going to implement into their business. Um, That's such an important part, though, because it's learning about their story and learning about their industry. It's like if you line up 10 business owners that are in the same industry, each one's going to have a different story on how they got there. Each one's going to have a different set of you know, priorities, primary, secondary, tertiary. So you know, kudos right. to you for getting to know them a little bit more instead of just being someone who preaches rules and law. Right. And a good example is, you know, I'll, I'll deal with um, a good example would be like a medical practice. You know, I'll, I'll have a medical practice. Uh, the guy who's coming in for, for my advice, um, you know, he may be involved in a certain type of uh, medical sector that I have no clue about. I didn't study biology. I wasn't a medical guy. I, I studied po- political science and international relations. So I need to understand how, the operation of the practice from a holistic viewpoint uh, by understanding their operating agreement like it's the next fascinating book I'm reading. I have to be into, you know, understand it uh, completely from every direction. Um, you know, and you, you also touched touch base on, um, you know, how to go to market, which which kind of triggered a, an important uh, thing going on with my practice lately um, in, you know, entering into new practice areas and specializing. Um, you know, I think the most important thing is this is a really basic perspective, but just as a business owner, if you're a small business owner and you're not working for a large corporation, one of the important things is to know what your purpose is. And, you know, once you have your purpose and your passion, like what intrigues you um, as a professional, you know, as a lawyer, whether it be family law or whether it be business law or, or cybersecurity, or whatever you're trying to get into, um, you know, once you know what your purpose is, it helps you figure out what your refer- referral source is. So, so how I go to market as a lawyer and how most uh, small business lawyers, uh, you know, I would suggest they go to market is that you, you have to know what your referral source is. Um, because the, the ultimate goal in being an advisor and being a lawyer for, for me personally is, is, to, is helping people. At the end of the day, it's about people. Um, so you need to know who your referral source is. So you know, so, so, so. You know, how do you how do you do that? How do you find those people? How do you find the people or businesses that you can reach out to where your services as a lawyer as a lawyer can be unique, but also valuable to those people in order to create not only a fulfilling experience for the client, you know, for example, the businesses that I'm working with, but also for yourself as a professional with purpose, because 
it's a lot more of a, it's a lot healthier of a life to live as a litigator when you're, you know, at the end of the day, who you're trying to help and how you're going to help them and, 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 and enjoying the process of actually doing that hard work. I love the idea of, of doing things on purpose with purpose. And I would, I would think, you know, being an attorney and especially a litigator, it's, it's one of the more important traits to, to have as part of the repertoire is really to have a method behind it. But you know, this, this little thought I grabbed off of your, off of your website, you know, protect yourself while seizing the opportunities that come your way. I really liked that thought because it shouldn't be all about waiting to get punched in the mouth. It should know, it should be knowing that if you're a small, medium sized business owner and you're taking risks and you're an entrepreneur, you're going to get punched in the mouth. It's a matter of when it happens, do you have the right people in your corner? And that's, that's why like this very thought hits home so well with me with not only what you do being a litigation attorney, but how you've done it and a lot of your story with the boxing world and promotion. But talk to us a little bit about how business owners wait till they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest example for in my practice is, you know, a client or somebody in the boxing industry will come to us and say, Hey, I need an agreement. I need an agreement. I need it to say this, 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 and this. Um, and what they don't understand when they ask me um, to, they think I'm like a machine contract drafter, right? I'm just going to go in <laughs> create the form, you know, we're going to plug it out, give it to them. They're gone. I, I think one of the most important things that I've learned, like not only from my father, but just in practice and doing it over and over again now is um, the most important thing as a lawyer uh, in particular is your, your ethical obligations. You know, Lawyers that are creating forms for people and sending people out the office with a form, um, they're basically, in many ways, they could be violating their ethical obligations. Um, one of the most important thing is, things is when you look, when you take a look at a business's operations or what they want to do in, in terms of a transaction or a contractual agreement, um, you have to go from, you know, from, from A to Z throughout the contract. You know, what happens if there's a dispute? Where do you want to be in court? Um, what are the representations and warranties that you're promising each other? Um, how do you, you know, what are the events in which the other party or the other side is going to, is, is going to be held liable or held accountable to that agreement? And when you start thinking about and start asking yourself those questions, this goes from, you know, I'm drafting a form agreement to we're discussing a holistic view of an approach to this particular deal and how everybody gets held to the deal. Because the better and more um, and more succinct and and understandable an agreement is, the less likely you're going to have issues um, when it comes to the actual deal you're trying to trying to do. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it, you had also on your site this picture with your father. Just overcome the legal barriers to success, and that's that's a big one. I know New Jersey isn't one of your states that you practice in, Zach, but uh, I like the Sopranos approach with this type of thought process is I wouldn't make a problem where there ain't one. Absolutely. So I want to go back for a second to that's actually, by the way, that's actually one of my father's favorite shows. In fact, um, you know, he graduated from California Western School of Law and his, okay. best, and his best friend from from law school represented the Sopranos. Um, so that was, you know, growing up when I was, you know, 13, 14 years old, I was, I was hanging out in his study and we were watching Sopranos together every weekend. 
Um, so that that brings up brings back some good memories. Yep. Well, now I know if I interview your dad next time, I know what his favorite TV show is. So we're all good there. But another thing that was in Michael's Michael Goldberg's book that I loved and I thought was very appropriate here. It's like, remember the movie Fight Club? Well, fans of Fight Club remember some of the brutal fight scenes, as well as some of the classic one-liners. But what fans seem to remember the most is Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden, who's been an answer that's been given multiple times on the show, and the, the rules of Fight Club. So if you remember the rules of Fight Club, number one, you don't talk about Fight Club. Number two, you do not talk about Fight Club. Number three, if someone says stop or goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Four, only two people to a fight. Five, one fight at a time. Six, no shirts, no shoes. Seven, fights will go on as long as they have to. That's a big one for you that I want to come back to. And number eight, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. And that fights will go on as long as they have to. I want to talk a little bit more about when we come back from this break, because I know you have a specific client story where someone was working with a, a bigger name law firm, like a more pre- prestigious in the industry forever type of name. And then when they got to you, you were you were shocked at how little was done. And we're just kind of kind of milking the situation for a long time. So that rule in the, in the world, the fight club, I, I see as something where if someone talks to the transparent litigation warrior in Zach Margulies, it's not going to go on longer than it should. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from this break. Again, we're with Zach Margulies, partner at the Margulies Law Group and legal advisor to Warriors Boxing and Promotions, LLC. Stay with us. Uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're hanging with Zach Margulies, partner at the Margulies Law Group, as well as legal advisor at Warriors Boxing and Promotions, a litigation warrior himself. And Zach, you know, we were talking a little bit just now about uh, the the rules of Fight Club as taken uh, as a sample out of Michael Goldberg's book, Knockout Networking. And the idea of fights will go on as long as they have to, but they shouldn't go on longer than necessary, which happens a lot in the legal world. And it, it might seem like it's a very forward thinking idea, which you know should be kind of standard practice doing what's best for your client. But I also pulled this idea off of your website, forward thinking and affordable legal services for everyday people. And I, th- I think it's funny in my true, my, my viewpoint of the whole, you know, people first, then process, then product, which, you know, is something that you share, which I love. Thank you very much. A lot of times people look at the affordable side of things first and forget about the forward thinking side of things. So what we want to do here in this part of the show is talk a little bit about the madness that you've seen out there. Artistic observations, stories from the field, no subject to taboo. Obviously, a man in your position, we don't want to necessarily compromise client confidentiality. We're not what we don't need to can always make up another name, another aspect of the story, but I know you have some gold in there, Jerry. So lay it on us. Give us some of the madness that you've seen out there in your years as a litigator. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so I'll use a, uh, I guess I'll use a more recent case that we've been involved in. And, um, yeah, obviously I'll, I'll maintain confidentiality, confidentiality in terms of the names of the clients, but it was in a particular sales industry. Somebody had been working for a company, um, you know, he was really similar in age to me, you know, early, early thirties. Um, and, um, he was working in sales and making, making a lot of money. Um, and this is, this is really a story that exemplifies, um, you know, coming to a re- resolution, uh, as opposed to litigating and trying to make, you know, put money in your pocket as a lawyer. Um, sometimes it's just a lot more about resolution. Um, anyways, um, the client, you know, worked for a company for a while, entered into a non-compete Pete agreement. Um, you know, there was, there was issues with the non-compete. There was a, there was a falling out of employment. Um, there were some mistakes made. Um, and three years down the road, uh, we were, we were brought on to, uh, resolve the, you know, resolve the issue. Um, and when we first came in on the case, you know, we came into the situation, got a holistic view of the case and we started asking questions two of the biggest things that happened in the case were that, I mean, the plaintiff who was suing my client hadn't even been deposed. Um, After three years, um, also, also a trial um, had been set. Obviously we had to get a continuance. Um, And really from the very beginning, our objective was there was a court ordered mediation, but, but our objective was to try to resolve it and get to the finish line and, and not have to go to trial and resolve it. Because it, it was really a scenario where this this client was similar in age to me. He was in debt, a lot of money, and um, he couldn't, you know, handle the case any longer financially. And so to have to tell the plaintiff, hey, my client doesn't have any money, you know, and 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 kind of navigate somebody like that through a case like that, you know, we we were retained on the case, right? Obviously the objective of of the business is you get retained as a lawyer, you enter the case, you know, you get paid. But, but the objective of ours personally as a firm was 
that's the only bill we we want to take at that point because the holistic view of this particular scenario was we don't want to cost the client any more money um and so that that's a really uh, good battle story i had we ended up um, getting to mediate court order mediation um you know the plaintiff asks for a ridiculous amount of money um but overnight uh changes his thoughts when he realizes our client has got no money um and we get to the point where you know we're we're squeezing it we're mediating until two in the morning um and finally we get the thing resolved so um you know that's a that's also a perfect example of somebody who who while you and I could consider it a win for this person right for him it was a loss right three years uh spending a lot of money on lawyers and and now he had to you know pay money out to settle and now you know he's hanging out dry trying to figure out what he's going to do um in in a new avenue in his career um so you know those are the stories that really i'm passionate about i was i was super happy to help that client um it goes back to something it goes back to something we were saying before zach that it's it's you know a lot of times people look at it as winning and losing and, you know, you, we might, like you said, we might look at it as a win, but to this client, it was a loss. But really, it's about losing less. There are certain situations, exactly. some in your control, some out of your control, where you're going to lose something. The yeah. idea is to not lose more than you should be losing. And that's something that seems to happen every hour of every day in the world that you work in. And, and I also think, like, the most important thing that we did in that case was you know, we we sat down with the client and family members of his and we treated him, you know, as a friend from the start of the case. And that's how we treated the case, mm-hmm. uh, not on a not based on a money perspective, for, but from a people perspective. And that's where I get joy the most out of uh, these types of difficult scenarios is, um, you know, really just wa- looking out for somebody and and um, and, you know, lo- in the long term, knowing that, you know, we got them out of a situation and um, they're going to be better off uh, from it. Absolutely. So. I want to I want to switch gears for a second over back over to the boxing world. Not on, not because I like seeing your face superimposed on Mike Tyson's body, which I do. But one thing that you told me about as we've been chatting the last couple of weeks is that boxing is a little different than other sports out there because there's no player union. And that was an interesting tidbit for me to learn because, I, you know, I, I have seen lots of litigation and issues arise around that particular sport over the years, but I didn't know the context behind it. So it, it seems like almost you can argue about anything in the litigation world with respect to boxing because nobody's really advocating on behalf of the individual boxers, are they? Right. I mean, so if you take the major sports in the United States – uh, baseball, football, you know, the NFL, the major organizations in sports, right? The NFL, the MLB, the NHL, they all have players unions. They all have an organization um, that triggers arbitration over any contractual disputes, any issues they have with the team, um, any in- issue they have dispute b- between them and their agents, um, just to speak generally about what the player union does. Um, in boxing, there is no players union. So boxers are represented by promoters. And then they're represented by managers. And then the governing bodies vary depending on numerous factors. Um, There are various athletic commissions for each individual fight and each individual boxing event, right? So we'll take an example, right? 
we're doing a boxing show in Florida. Um, the Florida State Athletic Commission, all of the medicals that the fight medical procedures the fighters have to go to to get cleared to enter the ring um, to get to the point where the bell rings and they get paid um, has to be approved by an athlete, a state athletic commission. Right. But then also there are certain events where fighters get to a point where they're ranked in the top 10 in a, in an, in a governing body, for example, a world title, which is, you know, when you see a big time professional boxing bout, there are belts on the line um, for the major organizations in boxing are, you know, the WBO, which is world boxing organization, WBC world boxing council, WBA world boxing association, IBF international boxing federation, right? Those are the four major belts. They all, every single one of those commissions has different rules that they govern a fight, you know, that they implement in a title fight when two fighters are, are fighting for their organization, their organizational body's belt. Um, so, you know, the, the, the real issue is when a, when a fighter has an issue, for example, um, you know, the judges, the, a fight, nobody gets knocked out in a fight and the judges go to the, and the fight goes to the scorecards and the judges have to make a decision. And one of the fighters gets robbed, right? Um, they can't go to the union and appeal the decision and say, hey, let's arbitrate this, right? They have to go to an outside counsel or a lawyer or somebody in the industry to file an appeal on their behalf with that organizing body. Some organizations are more reputable than others, but they all have their own governing board that makes a decision on what they're going to do, whether there's going to be a rematch, whether there's going to be a disqualification, whether they're going to you know, drop somebody in the rankings, whatever's going to happen as a result of that. So um, the boxing industry is much more of a wild, wild west type of industry in comparison to these you know, you know, these four major sports that we have in the U.S. with players. So. Wild, wild west, but no guns, just boxing gloves. But when you get into a dispute, you got to have the right the right counsel. And this, and this is why, by the way, this is why law is a, is a huge um, part of boxing. You know, lawyers have a much bigger impact in boxing uh, than sometimes they do in the in the other professional sports worlds as an as a solo practitioner as solo practitioners because you, you're going to specialists to appeal to the governing governing bodies as opposed to uh, working with an agent and a players union. Yeah, it's just completely different. I always find it interesting when I'm talking to someone like you who's not only a small medium sized business owner himself but is working on behalf of businesses. When you're thinking of the boxing promotion world, you think individuals, but you have to be in sync with the different commissions, the 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 sponsors, the promoters, the managers, all of these different folks, which very often can be other businesses and other SMBs. So you need to really be acutely aware of all the different moving parts, just like the way that you go to battle with any other small, medium-sized business that you do any sort of business law work with. So we're going to take a quick break. But we, we will be right back with the litigation warrior himself, Zach Morris. Zach Morris. Zach Margulies. I like, I'm saved by the bell, uh, frame of mind. Thinking of TV shows already for you. Uh, Zach Margulies, partner at the Margulies Law Group. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're talking with Zach Margulies, partner at the Margulies Law Group, lead legal advisor to the Warriors Boxing and Promotions LLC organization, Boxing Promoters. Don't forget, if you guys love SMB, entrepreneur-oriented discussion, stay with talkradio.myc for the next show, The Entrepreneurial Web with Jeremiah Fox, bound to pick up some pearls of wisdom from Jeremiah. And Zach, he's actually somewhat of a fighter himself. He's done some martial arts work over the years, but we're going to bring things home with Mr. Margulies here. We're going to get into the message part of the show. What weekend insight can folks take home to make a Monday impact? And we've talked about a fair amount of things here today, but you know, I keep coming back to, you got to have the right folks in your corner. Fights don't have to go on forever. There is a resolution at the end of the rainbow, and sometimes people forget that. I know you have a crazy strong work ethic, Zach, that can't be matched, really, but lay it on us. What weekend insight can everyone take home to make Monday impact? Um, you know, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. A lot of the clarity does happen, you know, during right when you're getting the weekend started, you're thinking about what your plans are for the next week. You're thinking about what happened and you're reflecting. I think one of the most important things, especially as a litigator that I, that I try to reflect on is you spend so many hours litigating and battling other lawyers and going, you know, tit for tat and correspondence via email and, and uh, really, really fighting every day. So one of the things that I think people should do, no matter what field you're in, is, um, you know, appreciate your work. Um, people never look back sometimes as professionals to look at the differences you've made in people's lives, you know, at every level. Um, and it's just important to reflect on that. Sometimes I, I feel like I don't do that enough. Uh, but when I do, um, regardless of the, you know, the case, the case that I'm involved with, um, I look back and I'm able to say, like, I, I made a difference. So. 
I think that's something that's very important. It comes from an area and a you know, mindset of service and helping and be, being a, a good doer, right? And it's, you know, it's, there's, it's maybe sometimes it's cheesy, but the idea of you have to love what you do. You have to be passionate about it. And if you are, it's not really work anymore. It's you're not really working. You're doing what, you, what makes you happy. And for someone in your position, it's just, I know that you were brought up in a home where your father was himself an attorney, is himself an attorney, and still practicing right alongside of you, and got you turned on to the whole world of boxing promotion. It's it's just such a unique story, and it, it, it aligns so well to me with being a litigator. It just comes down to you know people first, like we've said, is you got to have the right people in your corner, because there are folks who will take you for a ride, especially in the world of legal advice. Absolutely. So, you know, what else? You know, it's, you know, traditionally folks tend to listen to the show the whole time, which I love you guys. Thank you so much for that. But, you know, for, if people just tune in at the last minute and they're about to get loaded for the weekend, again, Friday night's martini night in the Fry household. So we, we, we do like to our, our share of martinis on Fridays. But, you know, what, what other thoughts do you have? Like if, if there's one nugget of information that people can't forget over the weekend and remember it, come back to work Monday morning, you know, what is it coming from you? Um, yeah, just, you know, I think the most important thing about, about the weekend, especially when you're a really busy, busy professional is to think about, you know, your mind, um, kind of being in the present about, you know, about, about, you know, just kind of enjoying and putting life on pause for the weekend. I know this sounds pretty general, but, um, typically I'm trying to kind of live in the present, enjoy the weekend, um, spend time with, you know, my girlfriend, my family, um, and just, you know, spend time with the people that are important in your life in your life. And I think COVID taught us one lesson, um, which is to really um, try to, you know, life goes by really fast. Like the days go by really fast. Like during COVID, I just feel like, you know, one day I took on a case and then uh, two weeks later it was over, even though it was six months, you know, it just it, it flew by um, just, just the daily grind of life and the weekends flew by. So I'm really, you know, putting more perspective on that and trying to make my weekends last longer mentally and just kind of like enjoy myself, you know, sit back, read a book, um, find something I'm, I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm really enjoying watching the, uh, you know, ba- you know, the baseball season. We're kind of coming into September, October. It's uh, it's peak season for baseball. So we got that, you know, Yankees, Red Sox rivalry. You know, I'm looking forward to the playoffs and, uh, you know, it's going to be really fun to kind of sit back and watch the games. You know, I'm, as a former baseball player, you know, I like you know, I'm like the kind of guy that watches each inning, each, each situation. I evaluate, you know, first and third, you know, one out, first, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at every different baseball scenario and I, I just like enjoy watching the game. So yeah, I mean, just going to sit back, enjoy time with people I love and uh, watch some baseball and maybe re- read something. That's you know? huge. Just hey, relax. One of my biggest you know, things I look forward to and the outlets for the weekend is the Marlboro Softball League that I'm a part of that I've I've shared with you multiple times. But especially when you're have your own firm as you do these days, you know, you've been working on something day in, day out for a fair amount of your life you know, nowadays. And if you don't take that time off over the weekend to reflect on it, it's really hard to appreciate any any, any of it, any of it. Any of it. So I before I let you go for the rest of the day, we are going to have a little bit of fun and revisit the answers to my questions. Uh, who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So right off the bat, 
Zach said he loves Will Smith, motivational frame of mind, best messages, sickening work ethic. And as soon as that came out of his mouth, I said, you're talking about Chris Gardner from The Pursuit of Happiness. And he said, absolutely. So if you guys haven't seen that, struggling salesman takes custody of his son just as he's positioned to begin a life-changing professional career that he never thought he would be a part of. By the way, uh, I do like to put myself in some of these pictures with you on on the screen, so you'll uh, permit me to visit with you. Uh, But great story, insatiable work ethic, just just a hell of a worker. You know, somebody who didn't necessarily, wasn't groomed to be in that type of position, you know, went went to the top, you know, no problem due to his work ethic. And that's all it takes. You got to have the passion to do do some of these things. Small, medium-sized business owner or trusted advisor to business owners. So moving along to the favorite movie or TV show, I, I the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was uttered at some point, And I saw this picture out there and said, well, it's definitely Friday with uh, Zach's face on, on Will Smith's body. But uh, the answers that you gave me, you know, sync up really well with what you do. Uh, you said A Few Good Men was one of your favorite movies. So military lawyer, Lieutenant Daniel Coffey, uh, de- defends Marines accused of murder. What's that? You, you, you can't handle the truth, bro. <laughs> the, the, the military folks, the Marines accused of murder, they contend that they were acting under orders. I could see you get excited watching this movie, for sure. Uh I think about you can't handle the truth. And uh, yeah, there's me as uh, Colonel Nathan Jessup there for you. But you also had mentioned, I thought the timing of this was very appropriate for love of the game, Kevin Costner movie. So after 19 years of playing the game, he loved his whole life. Detroit Tigers pitcher, Billy Chappell, he decides uh, he has to decide if he's going to risk everything and put everything out there and keep playing. And I thought that was a great, uh, Very timely answer because Kevin Costner actually rolled out with all of the players last night at the Field of Dreams game. How cool is that? It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing watching the Yankees finish. He had a lot of fun talking with the commentators, too, about how, you know, at the beginning of the game, he had to go out and have a catch with us, with one of the commentators. And he was he said it was the first time I was ever nervous about having a catch and dropping a ball. So now he understands what Major League Baseball players go through on a daily basis, trying to just have a 20-foot catch and not, you know, throwing it into the bleachers and having that having that misshape. So um, I used to deal with that all the time, like playing college baseball. You got, like, fans behind you, and you got you to gotta really be careful with what you're doing and uh, kind of just, like, relax and play the game, so... Absolutely. Love baseball. Thinking man's game, especially in your world, being the litigation warrior. You got to got to always be anticipating the next couple of moves. Can't wait for the crack of the bat. So love it. Favorite instrument and artist who plays it. You said the microphone and the human voice and the the professional you'd like to hear sing is none other than Jermaine Lamar Cole, known professionally as J. Cole. American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, regarded as one of the most influential rappers of his generation, born on a military base in Germany, raised in North Carolina. I mean, you used to do some rapping yourself, too, didn't you? Yeah, I messed around a little bit with it in college. uh, And uh, really, my two favorite rappers were J. Cole and Wiz Khalifa. Um, And I I just, you know, I was was in college during that era when they were kind of first becoming uh, generational rappers. And now you look back and they were really general generational rappers of their time, um, you know, in, in the era that I went to college in. So, uh, and they, you know, their music's been carried on for years and a lot of people have taken their style and, uh, and tried to turn it, you know, uh, taking it to a new level. So uh, it's, it's been cool. Well, a lot. Although all these pictures of you as 
although these pictures of you as J. Cole look really cool, Zach, I think <laughs> Will Smith Will Smith is saying no, 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 because he wants he he would prefer you you pick him as your as your favorite vocalist and rapper and whatnot. But uh Zach, pleasure having you on today, man. Thanks for coming about. Uh appreciate you and what you're doing. Uh people first type of mindset is something that I feel like needs to resonate everywhere, but in your field, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Thanks for having me on buddy. And, uh, have a great weekend and, uh, relax, you know, relax with your family and friends and uh, enjoy yourself. And I hope, I hope we can get a, a round of golf in sometime soon. I, w- I would love that coming up next week, everybody, we're going to be talking main street marketing strategies. with My friend, Charlie Birch, main street, uh, website strategist at third eye web strategies a Main Street America allied member. If your SMB is looking for help converting Main Street and web traffic into foot traffic, you need to tune in next week. Until then, thanks for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. We'll be back next week, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right after Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, on talkradio.nyc. 
tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL, every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 